Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, we're going to have a show we've never had before. We're going to call it the special Tell Del Show. In a moment, you'll understand why that is, why this is a special Tell Dell show. And it's not our normal one. It's not on the normal day of the week. But you're going to understand why I put this one together. First, I've got to tell you a story. Most of you who listen to me all long time, short time, regular time, hear me talk about Dave Ramsey all the time. And I'm sure most of you know who Dave Ramsey is. He's pretty well known. And he teaches people financial literacy on the kindergarten level to first grade or maybe through sixth grade level. And what he basically does, he tells people they're broke and in debt how to get out of debt and be unbroke. And my statement to that is, you know what you are the day you're not broke anymore? You're $1 above broke or $1 above out of debt, you're broke. And so you know you're not rich. I mean, you got out of debt. Thank you. That's good. That's a good story. But you're not rich, and you really have gone a long ways towards your personal growth and development. Thank you, Dave Ramsey, for that. But I want you to envision this picture. I had this cartoon made uh, so people could visualize the difference when they say, "Why? Why should I listen to you compared to Dave Ramsey?" I said, "Look at this picture." And what it is, it's a picture of a, a ravine, a deep ravine with a stick figure at the bottom of it. And at the top of the ravine is another stick figure uh, named Dave. And down at the bottom is a stick figure named you. And then behind Dave is a big mountain. And on way up on the top of the mountain is another stick figure called Dell. And the caption on the cartoon is basically, Dave, when you're done with him, which is to get him back up to broke, Send him to me at the top of the mountain. And that's basically how I see how I relate to the Dave Ramsey program. I mean, he's the program that you should listen to if you don't know what you're doing and you're broke and you don't have to control your finances, et cetera, et cetera. However, in this particular case, this individual shared the story that he had been in that situation and uh, he was able to go beyond just getting out of debt and becoming financially successful. In fact, the numbers line up something like this. In April 2009, he was divorced with a negative net worth of minus $21,000. In 2010, he went through bankruptcy. And now he's worth just a little under $1 million. So that's quite a story. I had to get that story on because we don't normally speak to the people that are in the bottom of the barrel and the trough because it's such a hard vision to be able to see past the edge of the trough, just wanting to get back up to Dave, as opposed to be able to look all the way up to the top of the mountain, want to get at the top of the mountain. So I wanted this gentleman to come on. I asked him to come on so that he could talk to you and say what kinds of thought processes he and his new wife had to go through 
not only get out of debt, but to get to back to the top of the mountain. So with me today, I'm very happy to have, and thank you for coming in, is Lance Farrell out of Kentucky, who I believe used to live in Texas. Lance, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, well, I, I rang your story up there, Lance, but let's take it from you. Tell me about yourself uh, in this uh, storyline here. It says that you were a blue-collar worker. You've worked hard all your life. How did you get to the point where you were broke and divorced? Just let's, let's let all those people that are going through that same pain. I've gone through divorce. This is not something where we're, we're pointing any fingers. But what happened and what did it feel like to be there? Well, it, it didn't feel good, that's for sure. It, uh, yeah, so in 2009, uh, literally nothing but debt, you know, 21000 in debt. And, uh, you know, mutual feelings of getting, you know, it's time to get a divorce. It just wasn't working out. So I walked away, took on all the debt so my son could continue to live and go to school where he was at. Um, and then again, in 2010, I had to file bankruptcy because took a job making $16,000 a year, so I couldn't keep up with all that debt. So did file bankruptcy, got out from under that, got, you know, back to slate one, like you said, just broke, not really broke, and uh, started, you know, saving from there so I can anticipate to buy in four years, uh, you know, real estate, because I knew that's where I wanted to be. So how did you come to that conclusion that that's what you wanted to do? Well, it's, uh, I was listening to the radio, which I knew what real estate uh, could do. I didn't really understand it. And, of course, listening to the radio, doing my uh, job, I uh, heard advertisement for lifestyles and uh, the financial freedom program. And so uh, my wife and I, which at the time we were just dating, we went to uh, uh, the two-day and heard what you had to say. And, you know, immediately knew that, yes, this is for me, that you guys would be able to take me where I wanted to be. So let's talk about the wife for a second. Is she aligned with you um, financially, uh, type A, type B? Is she one and you're the other? How, how's that? What type of uh, relationship are we working with here towards these goals? Oh, I'm definitely type A. She's type B. <laughs> she didn't really uh, understand uh, in the beginning, didn't really fully buy into it because just like you said we were doing the Dave Ramsey thing trying to uh, uh, you know get our finances back together and then uh, it actually clicked for her when one of her best friends she grew up with called and said hey we've been retired for so many years they kind of lost touch and then my wife says what are y'all lifestyles members and she says well yeah actually we are Oh, my gosh. That's an incredible story, man. I got to get that one on tape. That's unbelievable. So, (laughs) your friend, what are you? All right, good. I'm sorry. I had to enjoy that one for just a moment. So, uh, we always have the type B. In fact, probably if you're a type A, it's a good thing you got a type B in your life to, you know, help balance you out a little bit. And you're in her life to help balance her out, to pull her towards things that she probably never would take and go after. So that's a good thing. So you went to the two-day, and let's talk about what did you guys think at the two-day? What were the aha moments? Uh, the aha moments were uh, obviously day one with single family and uh, how you purchase these properties and uh, using the lifestyles model. And, and uh, then, of course, the second day was the multifamily, which neither one of us could fully understand at the time. <laughs> because it was a lot to take in, but uh, we knew 
you know, I again, I knew what like real estate could do. I definitely had a better understanding after the two day, and then of course she also was able to uh, learn what real estate could do for you. So let's talk about her. What were her aha moments? What won her over that this wasn't just another multi-level marketing scheme? Oh, it's. I have a family member that's in real estate, and he had kind of talked to us about uh, real estate, and pretty much you regurgitated, for lack of better words, everything he was saying. And then definitely the key moment for her was to learn that uh, her best friend, uh, who was the same age as she was at the time, had been retired for a while, and, and she had been retired because they were members of Lifestyles. I got you. So the two-day was just an afterthought after that. I was like, okay, let's get oh, going. absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> With me today is Lance Farrell from Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, we are having a special Tell Dell story because Lance is a special story, actually. I mean, he started out $21,000 in the hole, bankrupt, and now he's worth close to a million dollars, and we're just following up on the two-day here, uh, what he got out of the two-day and so forth. And uh, Lance, one of the things that you mentioned in the email to me is that you and the wife in the second day of the two-day came to the reality of how much money you really had and where it was at. You want to share that with us, how, how you decided what it really was and what that really meant to you guys as you sat there? Yeah, actually, I had forgot about that. Uh, we were, of course, you, you can tell us to add our net worth up, uh, uh, including 401k savings, everything that we have. Uh, and so we did. And I had a $28,000 uh, 401k. Uh, my wife had a little IRA. It was about 50000 And that was it. That's what we had. Uh, uh, of course, you know, that, that IRA was hers. She let me know. <laughs> but, uh, the lady, there was a lady that was in front of us, and I could actually see her book. Probably shouldn't have looked, but, uh, I mean, she was well over 600000 And I thought, boy, you know, where could I be with that? You know, I mean, I could be retired in no time flat. And I just remember at the end of it, she gets up and walks out of the room, you know, uh, didn't even blink an eye as far as showing an interest in joining and starting her journey. And I thought, man, man, that's what a waste. Just an absolute waste. Yeah, so there's really no telling whether she she left or if she had already signed up or what. You really can't tell in those audiences like that. But uh, moving on, the, the bottom line was is that the realization, I think, is important to people. You know, I don't think people actually keep track of what they have. And the other part of this, which I, I think is important, is that you realized it was all money that you couldn't get to very easily. Did did you figure that out pretty quick, that you had to fight to get that money back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the 401K, you know, unless you're no longer with the company, you can't get your hands on it. And uh, I did do a little research and found that I could borrow against it. Uh, and I didn't, you know, I think the cap is $50,000 that you can borrow. So I was able to borrow 14000 for my IRA, and I mean, excuse my 401k, and uh, that's how I got started with my first deal was to take a loan out of my 401k. All right, so let's run through that first deal. What was it? How did you do it? And how profitable was it for you? Well, it was a uh, single-family property that was. Uh, I at the time there was a list you could get on that was ready to buy for new members, and uh, Lee Kathy Bell actually. Sent off the deal in full on a Sunday evening and said, "Hey, uh, I've got a deal." Uh, she sent 
you know, all the numbers to us, and we, okay, we went out and took a look at it, and, uh, you know, of course, it's your typical uh, lifestyles deal, where the, it's the house is a little ugly, uh, needs a little work, but uh, it, it was uh, uh, $24,000 all total out of pocket, uh, using a hard money loan, and then uh, use that to buy and rehab the property, and then couple of years later, we were able to refinance it and pull out 20000 and bought our second house. And then a few years later, we sold it and pulled out another 50000 and did a 1031 into a single family up here in Louisville. So you've done how many houses now altogether? Uh, seven single family houses. And let's talk about either individually or as a conglomerate. Uh, how much of cap- equity capture on those seven houses have you made? In other words, money that you made because you bought the house less than what it was worth the day you closed. Oh, that's going to be quite, quite a ways up there. So total of 70000 of the first one. The second one uh, we sold, I believe, and it was about the same, about 70000 uh, that we got out of that one, and then the two houses we bought in Houston, uh, they were flood houses. We pulled 140000 out of those when we sold them, and uh, we still have two single families left in Texas. There was 300000 in equity between those two and the 1031 that I did here in Louisville. Uh, that house has 100000 worth of equity in it. That's almost seven hundred thousand dollars. Now you had claimed that your net worth is now north of eight hundred thousand um, dollars. How does it make you feel <laughs> to go from broke to eight hundred thousand? That lady in front of you only had six hundred. So stick the chin up in the air, buddy. <laughs> that actually it feels amazing. That uh, sometimes I have to pinch myself because you know you look back and. It has been a few years for me, but you look back and you, you think, boy, you know, we have really come a long ways. Uh, and with very little efforts, because majority of this, after the first initial purchase, we did, she did finally uh, cash out her IRA, and, you know, we were able to buy some properties with those as that as well. But uh, to go from where I was to where we are now, it's just, it's, it still blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a couple of things here that we need to cover. I'm trying to see how much time I have left here and think of the size of what I want to cover. Um, I'm going to go for this one, see if I can squeeze it in. And that is real estate changes people. It changed me. I wasn't the same person after I retired at 34 years of age and had a hundred houses and I was a millionaire. I, I wasn't the same. Now I was as far as being your friend, a nice person, meet you, whatever, but it changed me internally about what I thought about myself. What has real estate done to you and your belief about yourself? Well, it's definitely uh, given me a more confident uh, attitude. Um, life, uh, you start looking at life differently. Uh, you see the possibilities that uh, that are out there and uh they're really easy to grasp. You just have to, you know, keep your eye on the ball and keep moving forward um, and following the map that lifestyles provide you. And uh, definitely a much more positive outlook on life. And I know uh, where I'm going. And my goal is to retire in two years. 
uh, and you know, walk away from the job for good. So that just all around more positive, uh, confident, you know, type of attitude. Okay, so. Boy, I've got a lot of other questions I want to get to you. We're running down. These are all big questions, too, so I'm going to try to, to pass on. What about your wife? What is, we've got just 30 seconds. Is, did it change her outlook in life? Oh, absolutely. She's, uh, she's since retired. She, she retired from her job uh, in retail. Uh, so she's definitely got a much more positive attitude, and uh, she's living the lifestyle because she you know doesn't work anymore, so. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got to take a break now. i got to ask you a question when we get back, and that is, did she ever call her friend back? Don't answer it now. We've got to go to break. But did she ever call her friend back and say, hey, I'm retired, too, and thank you very much for sending me to Lifestyles. All right, we'll take a short break. Be right back with Lance Farrell out of Louisville, Kentucky, and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer, not because that's the way it's set up, but because of the knowledge. When put into action, knowledge is power. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we empower you to live the lifestyle of your dreams through passive real estate income, For over 30 years, our successful members share their knowledge through case studies, classes, and mentoring. Tap into the knowledge. Attend a free workshop online. Register now at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show with me here today on a special Tell Dell is Lance Farrell out of Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, Lance's story is incredible. He went from minus $21,000, negative $21,000 net worth to uh, over $800,000 worth of net worth here recently. And uh, he started that journey, it looks like, in 2013, really got involved in 2014 here. And... uh, pumped out seven houses that created that kind of net worth for him. Now, Lance, as we come back, I told you a lot of the things I wanted to cover. And one of them is I thought I saw that you'd gotten into multifamily now. Is that true? Yeah, the two houses we owned in Houston, uh, we sold those in uh, 2021 and uh, 1031 into the six unit that we have here in uh, southern Indiana, just across the river. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, First of all, why did you decide to do that? Uh, because of the way you can increase the value of the property in multifamily that you can't do in single family. Okay, so you realize that. And uh, what process did you have to go through to do that? Uh, the, the 1031 exchange was a vendor with lifestyles that we used. And uh, uh, with a real estate agent local, we were able to uh, identify and put an offer in on this property and then uh, – took possession of it in November of uh, last year. Do you have any problem timing that? No, it, uh, you know, it is a tight window, but uh, just be diligent about, you know, looking for property. I don't just rely on the agent to find the property. I actively, you know, look myself. And actually on this one, we found it uh, and turned her on to it to where she could, you know, start doing the deal and putting everything together for us to do the purchase. Gotcha. 
So um, let's talk about what you liked about this property. What what attracted you to this particular six-unit apartment complex? Um, it, it's a property that had good bones. It just hadn't had any upgrades done to it. Uh, structurally, everything was good. I uh, just needed some some uh, paint and sheet, well, paint and carpet, so to speak. Uh, and then the rents were way, way below market rents. Uh, so we were able to raise the rents uh, $300 on people, three other units that decided to stay, and then the other three, uh, we were currently still in the process of finishing up the rehabs on those and the common hallway, but then those will rent uh, for about $385 over what they were bringing in. Okay. And uh, so let's talk about this. What year built was this property? I It was built in 1983, I believe it was. And when did you buy this? I bought it uh, November of 2021. 2021. Okay. Yeah, you bought it right right in the COVID war. That's an interesting yeah. Little, yeah. little deal. All right. So you you're saying you're doing sheetrock, carpet, and paints. All you're doing to it. Yeah, we're actually doing a little bit, just a little bit more. I mean, the cabinets were. The doors missing, uh, you know, several of them sagging pretty bad. So we actually put in new cabinetry. And the only other thing really we do is uh, new flooring, uh, paint, you know, new paint on the walls and trim. And uh, we upgraded the light fixtures because those were easy to, and very inexpensive to upgrade. Do you know what cap rate you purchased this at? You, you know, it's a, it's a funny. It, it's it was kind of hard to figure that because the guy was its typical mom and pop. He didn't really keep paperwork. Uh, he was showing a, an income of 2000 a year on the property. So wow. that was a hard one to kind of figure out. So your mortgage company, though, had to get an appraisal on it, right? Correct. So they had to come up with some kind of a cap rate to stick it to and some kind of value for it. So I'm just going to run some numbers at you here. If you get these rent increases finished up, you get these other units finished, I'm seeing a $2,055 a month rent increase, which is $24,660 a year. I'm assuming you you bought it for no better than a five cap rate. I mean, everything sells for below five cap rate, but I'm just going to say five cap rate. So divided by 0. 0.05, I'm just, that's a $493,000 increase in value. So we're talking almost a $500,000 increase in value since 2021. This is 20, what, two? So in a year, that's unbelievable, man. That's a $500,000, half a million dollar increase in value. Uh, what do you plan to do with it now that you got that kind of increase in value? <laughs> well, it's, uh, follow the, follow the map, uh, uh, we'll reevaluate and see uh, what a refinance, cash out refinance would do versus a, a sell and do another 1031. So if you, you know, were saying that your net worth, oh, your, your net worth was with this property, came up to 800000 but the right. houses all added up to about 600000 So if you add this increase in value, would that put you over a million bucks? Uh, yes, it would. That's what I would think. All right, congratulations, ma'am. 
You're a millionaire. Thank you. <laughs> you ever think you'd hear that? <laughs> Congratulations, you're a millionaire. Yeah, well, you know, you think back to the earlier days and sitting and thinking, you know, the income that I'm earning, I'll never earn a million dollars. It's just not, not possible. The numbers just don't work. <laughs> so, yes, it's quite incredible. So um, what does the family think about this? Do you have family out there anywhere? Uh, yeah, I've got, uh, uh, you know, brother and sister uh, still alive, and then, uh, of course, my wife's family, and then I've got uh, an uncle who lives out in California that is uh, ecstatic because he's actually the family member that I have that uh, is in real estate. He's got a 256-unit in Colleen, Texas. So, yeah, he's he's, uh, he's extremely excited. So um, let's let's touch a sore spot here. You've got kids, so that means you still have to touch base with the ex-wife. Uh, what does she think about all this? Or do you even know? Well, luckily he's 30 years old now. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't really communicate with her much, but uh, uh, the 21000 in debt had to come from somewhere, and so my guess is, is she wouldn't understand it. Yeah. So what about the son? Has he any interest in this? He does, um, but he, again, uh, is the typical person that's skeptic. He doesn't, you know, really fully understand uh, what's been going on, you know, that uh, he knows where we're at uh, and how things, you know, have been going along, but uh, still kind of working on him. Now, you're still working nights, it says here. Um, How much more income do you have to build up before you'll be able to uh, cut that deal free uh so this property uh it will it does cash flow twenty four thousand a year and so a couple more of those and i'm done uh-huh um since you don't speak very much about what you do and i'm, I'm not trying to break into your privacy i'm going to assume that you've got that kind of job you really don't want them to know you're doing this uh, has anybody found out at work Oh yeah, yeah. I've got uh, people that I talk with that uh, that understand, and I've got people that uh, you know brush me off because oh, I don't know how to scan. It doesn't work. You know, people are just going to destroy your property, and you're going to lose money. And so you know, you, you get both sides of that coin. Yeah, no doubt. Well, what do you think is uh, your next step? Uh, to sell, we're definitely going to sell the two properties we still have back in the Dallas area. Because, like I said, there's $300,000 of equity in those properties, and then uh, uh, take that and invest it into another multifamily here. And then, uh, we, 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 like I said, I'm not a high income earner. I'm still not a high income earner. I don't make $100,000 a year. So, all the money that we've scraped together to buy all these properties was the initial $14,000 loan from my 401k, and then her cashing out her IRA, of course, paying the penalty and the taxes on that. And then from there, it's just been in income and cash from the properties that we bought and sold and refinanced. So, uh, you know, we, we are finally getting to an area where we will be able to invest in passive deals. And so going forward, some IRO and then definitely passive deals. This is a story about a gentleman that's gone from $21,000 negative net worth to worth over a million dollars as we sit here to speak today. And um, 
Lance, as we as we speak here, I'm going to ask you a question that's probably a difficult to articulate question. So don't be afraid to just throw it out there any way it comes out of your your mind. I don't really care. But I know that you had gone through the bankruptcy and the debt and the divorce and you'd been down at the bottom of the trough and you fought your way back. And I think that you had mentioned that maybe you and the wife had been a little bit onto the Dave Ramsey wagon of, you know, hey, let's let's get back on our feet. Let's get our lives cleaned up with all this debt and stuff and, you know, get back on our feet, get a savings. You know, just all the basics of just getting back to normal again, getting back healthy uh, as far as your finances go. What was the rationale and how did you rationalize this break in Dave Ramsey theory that you shouldn't go into debt when you're listening to Del Wamsey saying go into debt, when you're hearing Dave Ramsey scream, you got to do the 401k and I'm telling you, tear that 401k up, throw it away, get rid of your IRA and he just screaming, save, 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 stock market, stock market, stock market. When I'm saying at some point, you know, whatever his good intentions are, I'm destroying everything he says from that point forward. Don't agree with anything he talks about. How did you and the wife rationalize that? Please share that for the people who are sitting out there right now that are the Dave Ramsey believers. Well, it uh, really was very simple. We were working on paying the house off, and we were hammering away at the mortgage, hammering away, you know, saving money. And it was it was a simple statement. How much does that house pay you when you pay it off and you have a $150,000 worth of equity just sitting there doing nothing what is it paying you and of course the answer is zero uh so it's just it's just a, a pile of cash that you're sitting there doing nothing and that was the aha statement you know the 401k's not paying you anything the IRA is not paying you anything, and that paid-off house will not pay you anything. So why? And then that, that was the aha moment for us. You're right. Why? Why would we do that? Why wouldn't we take that cash and invest it into something that's going to pay us? And so that's that's what did it for us. That's a big one, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's really the secret to everything. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I don't think I could articulate that off the cuff like that that well, uh, but I think you nailed it. I mean, there it is. How? What do you need to retire? You need cash flow, right? And right. the home, the 401k, the IRA, none of them produce cash flow. And, boy, you nailed it. I got to get take my hat off that because that I don't think I could have isolated somebody grabbed me and asked me that question. I couldn't have isolated it so quickly what the difference is in the two thought processes. Whether you're ever going to be able to retire or not has to do with cash flow, and none of those investments have anything to do with cash flow at all. There's no cash flow whatsoever. And did you see that and then have to convince the wife of it, or did you both kind of fall into it at the same time? How did that work out? It was at the same time, uh, you know, because that's the thought that the normal convention teaches you is to not have any debt, pay everything off. And we were, we, you know, we were 100% into that until that statement was made to us of what is it going to pay you? And so both of us kind of looked at each other, nodded our heads, and said, you're right. It's not paying us anything. 
How about the personal residence? Did you guys ever go back and tap into any of that equity? We did. We turned, uh, we, we, we did a little cash out refine on it, pulled out a little bit of money. But the big thing we did with that property is the numbers worked really well to turn it into a rental. So um, we turned her house into a rental property and then uh, bought another property in Rowlett, uh as our primary residence. And so the, the cash flow on that one was through the roof for obvious reasons, but uh, we've even we've done extra since then once and uh, now we're at the point where it's, it is time to sell that property uh, because there's just way too much equity in it. Uh, that, that's the problem with those things, Lance. They just keep going up in value. You got to say, stop it, stop it right now. <laughs> right there, you go. You just keep getting richer and richer and richer. That's the, that's a painful thing. You're sitting here right now. You're we're we're so happy about your success, and uh, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing that you've done. And uh, I'm very proud of you. And I'm glad you were willing to come on and let me share this story because it's a private story, you know, to go from down in the dumps all the way up to the top. That's that's a private story. And I, I just can't think how interesting it's going to be when you come back in a year or two and you double that net worth. And then what is this story going to be? It's going to be so blasé. Well, yeah, Dell, I went from $1 million to $2 million. It's really no big deal. I, uh, you know, just kept doing what I was doing. And the story just gets kind of boring after that, doesn't it? Just, you know, from one to two. Because the next time we have you in is when you retire. I know we got to get you in for that. And you're like, yes, I, I uh, just made a few more of those wise decisions that I made. And, you know, <laughs> just... Like I said, real estate changes you, you know. You go from being the guy that go like, how the heck did I mess this whole thing up so bad, to, boy, I'm pretty good at this stuff, right? It, it's very forgiving, is it not? Oh, absolutely. Very forgiving. I, I see it every day, how it allows people to get out there and get going. Well, let's uh, give you the last minute of the show right here, actually, last 30 seconds. What would you like to say to people out there sitting on the sidelines? Thinking about uh, this. Well, you think you, you think for those that think they don't have the money to do it, there's money. You just got to look for it. Took four hundred one k, equity in your house, IRAs. I mean, it's it's there, uh, and it's there to utilize. Don't let it just sit there and do nothing. We got to go. We appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you very much. The rest of you out there, have a great day. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.